Welcome to today's episode. My name is Christine. I am known on the internet as Frugal Fit Mom. Welcome to the podcast today. We are going to be joined by my daughter, Haley. Haley's 19, and her and I recently hiked the Grand Canyon, North Rim to the South Rim, in one day. There were a lot of questions. I thought I would bring Haley on today. We would answer those questions, talk about our experience, and give you our tips and tricks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would do that. We have a video version on YouTube at the Frugal Fit Mom Podcast, or you can listen to it, audio version only, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And without further ado, here's Haley. Haley, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Grand Canyon question, how many miles did you hike? Haley, do you even know? 26? 24? <laughs> I think it's 24 and a half. Okay. Is what All Trails says. I think that's what the Grand Canyon signs say, 24 and a half. However, your GPS watches, your smart watches will not work in the canyon. I think mine ended up saying 28 or 30 because you're in those tight canyon walls and the signal just bounces back and forth. It's really not accurate. How many have we really done? We could say 30. It's about 24. It's from the North Rim to the South Rim. Some people ask, what hike are you doing? What is it? That kind of thing. I kind of said in the intro, but the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim hike is, I guess you could do it anyway, but mm -hmm. the common way amongst hikers is you do the entire one rim to the other rim in one day. We did the North Rim to South Rim, which is technically the easier way to do it. South to Northers are on a different level. Hardcore, man. Hardcore. I was feeling okay about it until probably the day or two before we left and when we were packing i was looking at everything and i was just thinking about it i'm so not ready i didn't really do any training leading up to it i peaked one mountain <laughs> and that was it i don't know that i've ever heard anyone call it that i've peaked a mountain well you do you peaked you it. you do you summit, summit. you oh! summit a mountain <laughs> i've also heard people bag a peak you, you summit that. it. That's what I meant. <laughs> I peaked a mountain. I summit. Stop. I summited a mountain. True. True. She did summit a mountain. She did one training hike leading up to it. The thing that Haley has, number one, she's young. Number two, she has been an athlete her whole life. She's used to working hard, feeling the burn. She had a baseline of fitness. Yeah. And she's young. That's the best thing she has going for her. She can bounce back a whole lot quicker than myself. But next question, is it actually grand? I love people. They're so funny. I know. I do too. Is it grand? I'll say. It's spectacular. It really is. What's super cool is when you're hiking, you can't even see where you've started from. It's not straight. Yeah, it's windy. It's very windy. We'd get down 10 miles in and you look back. I couldn't tell where we started from. It's really grand, you could say. You you could say that, yes. How long did it take? Do you remember? I remember our goal was if we did like 12 hours, that would have been awesome. Was it right at 11 It hours. was right at 11. We were an hour faster than we thought we'd be. And we took a lot of breaks. Our lunch break was a full hour. And then we had that one section where I was super nauseous and we slowed drastically until I recovered from that. If you were nauseous the whole time, I don't know what we would have done. I would have been like, go without me, guys. <laughs> 
go on without me. Go without me. <laughs> How did you pack enough water? So this is a super interesting question because it is a long day. We went in the middle of October. It was cold at the beginning, warm in the middle, mm -hmm. but we had timed it so well that we were in the sun almost never. It was awesome. I can see how if the sun is beating on you, you will just cook down in there. And we didn't have that. Our weather could not have been better. I think the one part where the sun was beating on us was for like two miles before gardens. The sun was just cooking us. For only two miles out of all the miles we were in there, I can't even imagine hiking that whole time in that canyon with just the sun beating down on you. You would boil. You would boil. You'd get sick. All of us had about two liters on us at all times. I also brought a water purifier and tablet purifiers so we could pull from the river if we needed to. But most of the water stops and stations were on. They do have safe drinking water throughout the hike. We filled up at pretty much every stop. Pretty much every stop we took the advantage and because it was, filled up. Yeah. It was there. Now they're not on all the time. They're not on during the winter time. Sometimes a, a pipe breaks and they'll close certain ones yeah. during the summer. I think no matter when you go, you need water purification on you as a backup. But you're next to the river almost the whole time. Not on the north rim, but like the rest of it. If it had been really hot, I could have seen us pounding water. Every couple miles, I was drinking a liter of water. Over the course of the day, I drank five or six liters. I didn't go to the bathroom for an entire day afterwards. That was my thing. I thought I was hydrated, but I mm -hmm. was not. We live at elevation, so it's not even that it was high or like a high elevation. It's no. so dry and you're breathing out the water and you're sweating a little, but you don't even notice because it evaporates instantly. I would caution you to drink more than you think because I never felt thirsty, mm -hmm. but oh my gosh, did I not go to the bathroom for an entire day. I want to know what my favorite thing was on the trail. What? Besides water. What? Element. I had two Nalgene's. One was always with water. One was always with an element. So I had some electrolytes. Game changer. Element is awesome. It tastes so good. And they are actually sponsoring the podcast today. So let me tell you about them real quick. Element helps anyone stay hydrated without the sugar or other ingredients found in popular electrolyte and sports drinks. So electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. It's something I experience. I live at high elevation and I train and hike at very high elevation, like 10, 11,000 feet. Hydration and nutrition, very, very important. So Element is a zero sugar electrolyte drink born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times government recommendation. So each stick delivers a huge dose of electrolytes free of sugar, free of artificial colors, and it's formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration. It's awesome for athletes and for people who are doing specific diets, keto, low carb, whole food, paleo diets, any of those. Members of my community can receive a free element sample pack with any order when you purchase through my URL. It's drinkelement.com slash frugalfitmom. All that info will be in the show notes. It's totally risk-free. So if you don't like it, give it away to a friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Thank you to Element. Let's get back to the rest of the questions. Haley, what was your favorite flavor of Element that you had? Oh, citrus. I think it was just called citrus. Yeah. I needed the salt. So during that hike, citrus was, it was it. I think I had the strawberry at the lunch break. Mm -hmm. Drank the whole thing. It was so good. You just crave salt. Is it fun if you're scared of heights 
perfect people to ask that question to. Uh-huh. I am scared of heights. It's irrational, honestly. I never felt like I was in danger. Me neither. The trail is wide. It's not paved, but it's what? Pea gravel, crushed gravel. Yeah. Or something like that. There's tons of other people. It is not scary. If I had young children, I would keep a hand on them at all times. But I never thought that I was in danger. I think keeping your children close is mainly because the trail is so busy. Mm. There's lots of people. I think that would be my only concern. But like with us, I'm scared of heights too. I can get dizzy really fast. I was totally fine. It didn't feel like there was any dangerous exposure. Is there anything for those who can't hike or walk more than half a mile? Absolutely. On the South Rim is very touristy. There's tons of spots like drive up, walk less than half a mile. There's bike paths on the South Rim. There's shuttles that run you to all the different lookouts with basically no hiking on the South Rim. The North Rim, there's a lodge. It's closed during the winter time. But there's a really, really short hike that actually I thought was a little scarier than the Grand Canyon hike that Haley and I did on the North Rim. There's also a great lookout. There's a restaurant on the North Rim. The only problem is that it's about a four-hour drive from North to South. So if you don't want to hit both, I would probably recommend the South. The South is hotter. There's more people. The North Rim is very foresty and with way less people. I will say, I think on both ends, there were totally people that were just walked down a little bit. And, and turn around and then come back up. Yes, totally. What was the hardest or scariest part of the hike? I didn't know that there were any scary moments. It's maybe when you're down in there, the only scary thing is that you're like, wow, the only way I'm getting out of here is my own two feet. I had a moment of nausea. We were about nine miles in and I think I ate something that didn't sit well. I think it was like dried fruit. I got so nauseous, just out of the blue, out of nowhere. I felt fine and then I did not feel fine. I was dizzy and I kind of wanted to lay down and I, I had that like, oh no, <laughs> moment. You were like, I just gotta keep moving. And I was like, oh no, if we're this nauseous the whole time. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna oh, be boy. a very long day mm -hmm. if I feel this way all day. But the only thing I could think to do was to keep walking. Sitting down wasn't doing me any good. I felt sick both ways. So I was like, well, let me just walk. It was about two miles. I slowed my pace quite a bit. I didn't talk to anybody. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was not in a good place. Whatever I had eaten, like it faded. And I think it really was just something I ate. Yeah. And it kind of went away. And then I felt great the rest of the day. But during those two miles, I was really like, the only way out of here is to keep moving. You cannot just lay down and quit. That could be overwhelming if you had an injury or if you were feeling sick like I was. I had a moment in the gardens. Woo, did she ever. So the gardens are a spot where everyone on the trail stops. You eat your snacks, you get your last bit of water, go to the bathroom. So we sat down and I just wanted to give up. Where Haley was at the gardens, the last main big stop before you haul yourself out of the canyon, up the canyon wall. It's basically switchbacks all the way up. You have about four and a half miles from there to the end. Maybe it was 4,000 feet of elevation gain. I, don't, I can't remember at the moment. But Haley, with the blister and she was tired, was in a mental breakdown. And because I've been there myself before... <laughs> I knew what she needed. I shoved food down her face. I was like, she needs 500 calories and some caffeine and a whole water bottle right now. And I put Skittles in my little, I had a side pocket in my pack. We got Haley together. I gave her my poles 
And I, I knew that the four and a half miles and like 4,000 feet of elevation would be overwhelming to her. So what I did is how I break things down when they're too big to digest at the moment when your brain can't handle it. I knew the next rest stop was a mile and a half up the trail. I knew that it was like 900 feet of climbing or something like that. I told her we weren't going to hike four and a half miles. We were going to hike a mile and a half. Can you hike a mile and a half? And she's like, yeah, I can go a mile yeah. and a half. And I'm like, great. That's all we're doing. We're going to go a mile and a half. There's a there's a water stop. There's a bathroom. And I was like, it's 900 feet, which is only 300 feet three times. We didn't even do miles. We, we went in elevation chunks. That's true. We stopped counting miles and we counted elevation climbing. At 300 feet, we'll eat some Skittles and drink some water. Poles are awesome. The first and only time I've used them was on that trail. Game changer. I know why people use them now. They're amazing. They're really Can amazing. Can't recommend poles. It takes so much pressure off of your legs so you can go further. It's truly amazing. I have, um, I don't even know what mine are. They're black diamond <laughs> hiking poles. I got them on sale after the winter time, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I really kind of love them. I loved the way we broke it up into chunks. Yeah. Easier. It went by easier yeah. than I thought it would. This is an interesting question. Was this different than other hikes? I've heard the Grand Canyon is harder than other, other types of hiking. As Haley said before, she peaked one mountain. <laughs> sworn that was the phrase that's not the phrase <laughs> that's not the phrase <laughs> well, compare um summiting thompson to the grand canyon which was harder for those of you who don't know thompson peak is the highest peak in all of the sawtooth mountains it was hard i think grand canyon was harder and here's why before we even started the climbing of grand canyon we'd already hiked down a lot and for those of you who hike you know that hiking down is actually really hard on your legs. Just constant pounding for, I think Grand Canyon's like the first 10 miles. The first eight the and first a half eight are just and a half are deep down. Pretty steep downhill that pound on your legs. So your knees hurt, your joints are kind of like, what's happening? So it's a lot. So Thompson, it was just like up, 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 which would, is a different kind of challenge. Would you say the Grand Canyon's the hardest hike you've ever done? I think I would say that. Again, I feel like the uphill wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was surprised at how well we climbed out. For me, I think the hardest part was the middle section because mm -hmm. it was more of a mental game. The Grand Canyon is unique in many ways. First of all, the length of it. Most people don't hike 24 miles. That's rare. Second of all, it's unique in the fact that you go down first and up at the end. Usually people who hike mountains, like myself, you climb up first and down at the end. So it's flipped. The Grand Canyon is not harder than a lot of other hikes I've done. I've done other hikes that were harder. The, the weather could be a factor. For people that travel there who don't live at elevation, I think the elevation could be a factor. It wasn't for us because we, we live at 5,000 feet and we frequently hike up to 10 and 11,000 feet. So for us, that was kind of a non-issue. Uh, another thing is we're used to desert temperature changes. So even though when we started on the North Rim, it was 26 degrees, we were in shorts and light layers on top that we could shed and put in our packs because we knew as the sun came up and as we got further down and lower in elevation, it would get much warmer. And we saw people in full on ski gear, full parkas, puffy coats. And I was like, what are they doing? They're going to be cold for maybe an hour. Did not regret the shorts ever. 
nope. the entire time. We're just, we're used to that type of temperature change. So we know what to expect. And I don't think everybody is. Harder ones that I've done. Well, I thought the Beaverhead Ultramarathon was way harder. I summited Static Peak and came down Death Canyon in Teton National Park about a month before the Grand Canyon. That downhill coming down Death Canyon was murder on my legs. Like that downhill was harder. It was harder and longer and steeper than the downhill in the Grand Canyon, which I actually think was amazing training. If you don't practice pounding downhill for eight miles straight, your knees and quads will be destroyed before your hike even starts. You're going to hurt the rest of the hike. And, and I actually felt really strong and prepared because I had done so much elevation training. I think for me, the hardest part was the mental game. We weren't even going up. We weren't even going down. It was actually the flat part, but we're just in the middle of the canyon and you just see how high up the canyon walls are. The box was probably my least favorite section okay. because it just goes on forever. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't even think it's that long, maybe two or three miles. I don't even know. I don't know, but <laughs> you can't see anything but canyon walls in a twisty river. So you're like, how much longer until we get to Phantom Ranch? And also please buy the $6 lemonade. Um, planning our first trip to the Grand Canyon. What are your top must do's? Mm. You do not have to hike rim to rim. Can I just <laughs> say that? If you're going to go to the south rim, which is what most people do, you have to look at all the lookouts. You have to watch the sunrise, don't you think? The sunrise in the Grand Canyon is one of the coolest things ever. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So many colors. You can see the, the shadows in the canyon wall. I just think it's really cool. I would, I would rent bikes on the south rim and ride bikes on the bike path right there. It's not very long. I, I think five to seven miles total. There's a shuttle that'll drive you all over the place. There's tons of restaurants. Okay. How did we train? Uh, this is probably for me because <laughs> Haley really didn't train that much. I peaked a mountain, remember? <laughs> uh, most of my training was done earlier in the summer as I trained for the ultra marathon, uh, the Beaverhead Endurance Run, which was 33 miles. So longer. I did a lot of long, long hikes that included elevation do a 10 miler with maybe a thousand or 2000 feet of elevation. And then you jump to, you do 13 miles, maybe it's 3000 feet of elevation. And then you do 15 miles. Maybe that's got 3000 feet of elevation. I probably did a total of five 20, 20 plus milers. And then just a few weeks before the Grand Canyon, I did a shorter hike with gnarly elevation. It was only 11 miles, but it's almost 5,000 feet of elevation. In fact, the first mile of this hike, it's so crazy, is 1,400 feet of elevation in one mile. Yeah, it's like you're climbing a wall. And I did that just a few weeks before the Grand Canyon. So I knew I could move. I knew I could be on my feet for six plus hours, right? My feet were going to be fine. My legs are going to be fine. I've done it before. I knew I could handle the elevation because I've been climbing mountains. I knew I could do the downhill because... I've been doing that in my training. I just did a lot of hiking. If you don't have access to mountains, it would be a lot harder to do. So one of my best friends does the Grand Canyon rim to rim every single year. And she lives in Dallas with 300 feet of elevation. She does the Stairmaster for an hour, a couple times a week. And her baseline is she runs six miles in the middle of the day when it's a hundred degrees. So she can get her heat training. She has a baseline of fitness and she's like, it's just going to hurt. So when they climb up, it takes them quite a long time. 
because they don't have the ability to climb mountains like we do because they just live in a different area. Uh, the next question is, is it doable for small kids to hike the whole Grand Canyon rim to rim? I don't know that I would take any kids under the age of 10, although I did see one that was a little bit younger than that. I think it's totally doable. Remember, you can camp. There are campgrounds scattered throughout the bottom. You don't have to do it in one day. Just make sure you bring in enough food. I saw a bunch of backpackers with, you know, tons of gear, water purification, that kind of thing. Okay, next up is to talk about the details about where we stayed travel from rim to rim, that sort of thing. What was amazing about this trip is that my mom came as the shuttler. If there's any way you can get a third party who doesn't want to hike to be a shuttler, like drop you off at the north and then drive around and meet you at the south, do it. It is the best way to have the best experience. I can't even believe how expensive the shuttle is. It's like $90 a person one way. So if Haley and I had driven, I don't know, driven to either way, driven to the South Rim and taken a shuttle to the North Rim to start, it would have been $200 just, just for the shuttle. Or you could do it the other way too. We could park at the North, hike, and then catch the shuttle up back up to our car still $200 crazy. So if there's anyone you can rope into going with you to drive, I recommend. Here's how we did it. So we drove to Kanab. We stayed in Kanab at an Airbnb. Our Airbnb was about an hour and a half from the trailhead on the North Rim. Not ideal. It would have been nice to stay a little bit closer, but Kanab's a decent sized town. Anything closer is going to be really, really minimal. The North Rim is in the middle of nowhere. We did get uh, lodging in the Yavapai Lodge Hotel. I don't think it's the lodge. Yavapai Hotel, I think. It's about two miles from the trailhead on the South Rim. So it was awesome to have my mom pick us up. So we didn't have to like hike the two miles. There's like a cafe right there at the hotel. What would you call it? A cafeteria. Yeah, kind of a cafeteria, but I thought it was good. I thought it was great. It hit the spot, man. We, we paid for the the cowboy meal. What was it called? I can't remember, but basically you would order off of how many parts of the meal you got. So if you wanted... Three meat plate, four meat plate. Yeah, if you like wanted that. the meat with three sides or a meat with two sides, it was kind of like that. Yeah, with the salad bar, drinks, rolls, dessert, it was all included. The rolls were amazing. The rolls were the rolls so were amazing. good. Oh my gosh. They were pretzel bun rolls. I just I just took that and made myself a little salt sandwich. Mm -hmm. Did we not even breakfast. eat breakfast? We hopped in and left because we had to get, we had some family members come and we had to get them back to our, their car. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we had protein bars. I think we had stuff in our car, like a granola bar, a shake. And I think that held us off. Yeah. And so when we were, lunch. when we were leaving, of course, this is based on where you live. Uh, we went up to Bryce Canyon National Park on our exit because my mom came and my mom has never been to Bryce Canyon. So I was like, well, we got to go do the Navajo Loop, which was closed. Yeah. Because of some erosion. So they closed down the trail, but there's still some amazing lookouts. So I remember when we crested the hill and you could see the canyon, my mom just stopped dead in her tracks and she did this like, Wow. Bryce Canyon is one of the most underrated national parks out there. It is not from this world. It feels like you're on an alien it planet. It feels like you're on a different planet. It is so cool. If you haven't done it, go see Bryce Canyon. Agreed. You don't even have to hike to see its beauty. You can literally just look. 
But when you hike, you get to go like inside. You can just see it from tons of different perspectives. I love it. I love it too. It's so cool. And my mom loves visitor centers and things like that. So we did all the lookouts at Bryce Canyon National Park, went to the visitor center. We had lunch at Ruby's. Uh, is it Ruby's Inn? It's right there at the mm -hmm. entrance of Bryce. Can recommend the brisket sandwich. Best thing on the menu. That's the one you're going to want to order. Ooh. Let's do like what we wore and what to pack. I wore my Dynafit trail shoes and I also brought a pair of Chacos that I wore for the last 10 miles of the hike. I switched into Chacos and wore them for 10 miles. It was awesome. I also had Dynafits. My socks were too thick though. Agreed. My Which socks is were actually, too thick. I think that's where my blister started from. Amen. Too thick of socks. Um, we both wore shorts. Yep. We both wore tank tops and then we had like a long sleeve. Like a, like a base layer. Base layer over top when it was really cold. I have a really lightweight like wool long sleeve. Mm -hmm. It's really lightweight and it's perfect for layering. So I had my tank top, my wool base layer, and then like a waterproof we anorak. Had a, we had a light. On top rain jacket and yeah. here's here's why i like the rain jacket idea as your top layering piece is that it blocks the wind and because it's insulated it creates a greenhouse effect on the inside so it'll keep you warmer with less puff yeah that you're gonna have to pack later so i was really thinking about size of my layering pieces and how easy they would be to pack in my bag later yeah, because you don't want to bring a puffy jacket in that pack with you the whole day. Not unless it's the Patagonia Nano Puff. That is acceptable. <laughs> that's that's my favorite. It's one of my favorite layering pieces. It's so thin and warm, but I will stand by my so rain jacket. That. Rain jacket on the exterior. I had ear warmers at the beginning, like Same. A, like a ear warmer headband. And I switched to a hat. Uh, best time of year to go. I think October, hands down, is the best we month to go. We went at the best time. We were so lucky with the weather. Yeah, fantastic weather. October is the best time to go. How many days do you need to see and do activities? I had. I wish we'd stayed one extra day. Touristy, the South Rim. Mm -hmm. We did not tourist the North Rim at all. We just we drove in, got dropped off, and that was it. I've been to the North Rim before on a different trip, so you could do a day on the North Rim, but the travel between the two is- It's rough. Really soul-sucking. <laughs> There's no easy way to do it. Nope. How about that? Nope, no easy way. It's kind of inconvenient. I, for one, had the most amazing time on the hike. I'm totally planning on doing it again and taking my sons. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. I might even want to do it a little slower because we really busted a move in there. We did. We were hauling it. And so I would like to stop and smell the roses a little more, if, <laughs> as it were, right? Yeah. I think that would be good. Mm -hmm. Here's what's interesting. I'm going to talk about lunch. Okay. Yeah. Food items that really hit the spot <gasps> on the hike. Yes, we should talk about this. Okay. Dried fruit was a no for me. That did yeah. not work for me. Trail mix hit it. Trail mix was amazing. I loved it. I mixed the peanut butter trail mix from Costco with the regular trail mix from that Costco. That's really it's an exception. And it was amazing. awesome. I loved the Skittles, fruit snacks. I think I just had like one of the trail peanuts, like just peanuts. They're so salty and amazing. Yes, they you were need, really salty. You need a good mix of, you need the salt, you do need sugar. Mm -hmm. So our Skittles 
were awesome. They were I awesome. Think the, our family members that came with us, was it a Snickers? Yeah, the, he had Snickers, yeah. mini Snickers. We were at lunch and he was like, here. Have a Snickers. Have a Snickers. You're not you and you're hungry. Um, we did, I don't want to say canned tuna, but it was a tuna meal in a container with like beans and tuna and corn and spices with olive oil. It had olive oil in it. So it was a lot more calories with Stacy's pita chips, the Which pita crackers bomb, by the way, I don't know why like tuna or chicken salad with pita chips hit so well when you're down in there. It was amazing. It was perfect. It was exactly it was what amazing. I wanted. That's what we had. Family members that came with us had the tuna packets. Um, packets. Yeah, like the sweet and spicy. Which also good. Also good. They just hit the spot. And they took up less room than a sandwich did. They did. It was so weird. It was awesome. And I was full too. I wasn't still yes. hungry after that. I had that, I think a bar and a few chips. Yep. With that lemonade. With Guys get the lemonade. Phantom Ranch lemonade worth every penny worth every penny Haley, last minute tips would you do it again i would do it again i would train more for it maybe peak <laughs> some more mountains <laughs> peak more mountains my mental game was weak my physical game was weak other than that i was great my eating game was on point <laughs> I'm telling you, Dude. we our family members that came with us, we were talking to them and I was like, I don't know that my mom will drive again, but who do you know that could come and drive <laughs> yeah. for when we do it next time? Now that I've done it, it's less scary. The logistics of the whole thing are overwhelming because it's, I actually think it's a challenging place to visit because there's so little that's there. So you're like, where do I stay? How do I drive around? How do I get anywhere? You don't, it's one of those things that you don't know how to do it unless you've done it yourself, which is really intimidating very intimidating so i feel quite a bit more confident yeah in tackling it again i know what to expect on the hike i know what to order at the restaurant <laughs> like i have a better idea where you could stay all good things i still go at the same time of year i would i too. would not change that month man october is the month october it is i was pleasantly surprised at it wasn't the hardest thing i've ever done no how about that was it hard? Yes. Yeah, but sure. it wasn't the sure. hardest. It was not the hardest by a long shot. So I was very, very happy about that. Although I just want to caution, like, respect it. Yeah. Respect it enough to prepare if you're going to do it, right? Just don't... Show the canyon some respect. Can recommend. Bucket list item checked. It was fantastic. I loved it. You know, I think next time I might stay at the South Rim and do the, the two South Rim hikes. Instead of going north to south, I'll only stay on the south and I'll go, maybe I'll go down Bright Angel and up South Kaibab. Okay. It's still an 18 mile hike and you still get the 4,000 feet of elevation, but it's all on one side. Here's my question. Would you do south to north? One day. <laughs> south to north would be a beat down. That would be a beast. Because you would be climbing hike. up. For basically 14 miles. I think we hit all the questions so. that people asked on Instagram. There were more on the video. I think we might just have to do a whole YouTube video on this. Ooh. We have footage. I've got some, I got some GoPro footage. We got stuff. We could answer more I questions there. I have things. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today, Haley. And thank you to our audience for listening today. We appreciate you chatting with us and I will chat with you next week.